0: Today is April 24th, 2021. This is episode 119 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. This is uh, honestly one of the episodes of Back to Normal that I feel like I'm the least motivated to make. And I don't know if that's a reflection on the week that has come and the subject matter that I want to talk about, or if it's like it's completely unrelated. It's it's kind of hard to tell for me. but. Um, yeah, I just, I felt like mentioning that because I think it kind of puts in context, just the, the nature of how we're all feeling. And there's this whole, um, well, what was it the New York times? They were talking about, I think it was languishing. It's just like, it's kind of an extension. Like it's, it, it's different, but similar to the rolling pandemic on, we, I talked about two weeks ago. And that even if you're not sick of, um, the restrictions and sick of, um, you know, being asked to stay home and not see anybody and all of that stuff um, that there's this other level of yeah, languishing, just feeling like, you know, is this worth continuing to talk about this specific thing? Like I was, I was racking my brain yesterday trying to think of something that was not, you know, COVID related, not vaccine related. And I just wasn't hitting anything that I felt was both interesting and that I had something useful I could contribute to the conversation. Um, I finished watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier yesterday. Um, the last episode premiered yesterday and like, it was a great show. I loved watching it. Um, but I don't feel like I have, I'm not going to do like an analysis or anything of it on this podcast. It just, it feels weird to do that, but, um, I do recommend you watch the show. It's, it's a good show. And especially if you like, you know, spy stuff and, and the Marvel movies in particular. Um, yeah, I would say if you like Captain America, Winter Soldier, um, that it's, it's probably most like that, um, maybe also kind of civil war, um, in terms of, you know, what you can expect out of the show. But yeah, I just, I have on my list today that I want to talk about the vaccine rollout and I'm just like, oh, do we have to? <laughs> Cause it's so, it's so painful and frustrating. Um, I actually wrote in my notes for this episode, I wrote vaccine rollout poop show in Ontario because I'm a dad now and I have to... <laughs> I really have to train myself not to swear, even though it's so incredibly frustrating. Um, yeah, just listening to and watching people from other provinces who, you know, like we're we're doing this rollout. Canada's jurisdiction on health is based, um, is like province based. And so each province is doing things slightly differently in terms of who's getting prioritized for vaccines and all that kind of stuff. Um, Ontario has a plan there's there's a rollout plan you can go on their website and and look at it and see that they're not following their plan that they have it's very weird um and like it's not completely non-understandable incomprehensible but it's kind of incomprehensible in that there's this whole prioritization framework that has been worked out meticulously over months and it wasn't perfect but it was it was the plan and suddenly the the government of ontario just stopped following it at all and they're just doing whatever making whatever random decisions they feel like and i'll get to that a little bit later um but the canadian government is giving vaccines based on prioritization based on population right now which means that if i'm going to i don't have the numbers in front of me but if that but that means that if ontario for example has let's say 15% of the Canadian population, which I think it's more than that, but let's say 15% that they would get 15% of the vaccines. Um, And, you know, they'd be able to distribute those however they feel is best. And as far as I know, the Ontario government, for the most part, other than a couple of exceptions, is similarly distributing. So let's say Ottawa has something like, I don't know, 10% of the population of Ontario, that we would get 10% of that example, 15% um that it's all done based on that population distribution there's no other factors that go into it now like i said there are exceptions so ontario for example has committed to whether they're doing it or not i have no idea but they're, they've committed to sending 25 percent of the vaccines that they get um to hotspot regions and so i don't know exactly how that skews the rest of the distribution if they just if they take that 25 percent off the top and give it to the the um, hotspot areas and then the other 75% get distributed to the remaining ones by population that that's how I would do it but I have no idea if that's how they're doing it um it's not particularly transparent how they're doing it and that's that's frustrating as well um, yeah so just like a couple of again anecdotes don't make data but um for example as a as a cystic fibrosis patient um we got an email earlier this week that in Quebec, so just across the river. Like I literally live 15 minutes away from Quebec. Um cystic fibrosis patients who live in Quebec are now eligible to get uh to go and book a vaccine appointment. Um my sister, who is very early 30s, got her vaccine. I think she lives in Lethbridge. I think it was just a walk up um that basically I don't know if it's it's just you know <laughs> in the deep south of Alberta and I mean that in all the, you know, <laughs> charming and homey and yet also kind of (laughs) um, you know for the purposes of this discussion misinformed um, populations like my sister is not not one of those people but um, I think southern Alberta you're going to get a lot more vaccine hesitancy for example and so they might just have doses that they're just like okay yeah come do it Um, all that stuff it's it seems very odd that um, that there's this bizarre distribution of how the vaccine rollout is happening for example again the the third example in BC um, this past week, so April 19th to 23rd, um, they have rolled out vaccine appointments in a rolling, like, um, a rolling buffer of every day, a new five-year age group, um, is being allowed to book appointments. And so I think they started with 40 and now they're down to just 18 plus. Um, so anybody who is 18 can now book an appointment in BC to get a vaccination, And it just feels like I don't know exactly how it makes sense that those that the situation that I just described in B.C. and the situation that is happening in Ontario are in any way in the same universe, considering that um, the parameters for the number of vaccinations they get uh, are the same, um, given that basically the only people in Ontario who are being prioritized right now um, are generally people over 40. And. And then there, again, hotspot regions, you might happen to get a mobile vaccination clinic pop up, which you then just have to stand in an enormously long line for. Um, and who knows how many doses they have? Who knows how like, you know, there's there's all these caveats to getting one like that. It's basically a lottery system. Um, you kind of have to be watching for the right information and get the right information at the right time when you have the right availability. It's it's just random. Um, Yeah, it's very frustrating. Um they it basically like what i have written here and like basically the feeling that i've been having about about all this in ontario um is that things are constantly changing it seems like nobody knows what they're doing in terms of actual decision making and they're all just you know it seems like they're changing things on a whim based on whatever information came up last and watching doug ford's tearful press conference from his mother's his late mother's home which is very weird because he's isolating right now because he was exposed to covid even though he's got um a he's got the first dose of the vaccine so he's probably fine but you know precautions are precautions it is what it is um yeah he gave this tearful press conference that i don't believe because like it basically the 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 feeling that i got was that he just started listening to these stories now somehow like he was he might have heard of them before but he wasn't actually listening and Like whatever sob story he hears most recently, um, is suddenly prioritized, and like it's such a weird thing because it doesn't that doesn't seem fair. It seems like, um, the they have this board of of decision makers, this task force, um, of medical experts who made these recommendations, who set up this this plan, and it's just being changed randomly. And one example of that is so yesterday, um, pregnant women were were prioritized in ontario so basically and again there's a whole bunch of like (laughs) information's all over the place um apparently starting on monday you're supposed to be able to pre-register for a vaccine appointment like you're supposed to be able to basically put your name on a waiting list so that when we get more doses that you are then able to book a firm appointment um but then there were suddenly like yesterday morning after they announced this people were able to call and just get actual appointments for uh pregnant women were, were calling and just getting actual appointments for vaccinations and it's just like it's all over the place and it feels like if you get lucky and or can like social engineer hard enough that you can just get an appointment get a vaccine and it doesn't seem it doesn't have any kind of air of fairness or you know ethics or anything it's just it just seems random um there's probably something more sophisticated going on behind the scenes i suspect like for example um pregnancy with with you know, with pregnancy, with um, anything to do with children, especially in utero or very, very, very young children, there's always this strong desire to go with the least risky option. Um, and so this brand new vaccine platform, um, these new vaccines that have only been going into people for less than a year, even in the very, very earliest of trials, like there's always this desire to wait on data and and um, trials specifically based on pregnant women, all that kind of stuff. but. You know, when there's such a strong benefit and there was a story that came out um, earlier this week um, about how pregnant women in Canada are like getting more severe COVID and and are like, I don't know if it's more likely to get it. Um, This has been true all along, but it felt like, again, it's it's this whole anecdote. It's this whole based on whatever sob story came up most recently. So this pregnancy sob story came up um, in the newspaper. And I'm not saying that it's incorrect information. But it's just a complete audible on the plan that was had, which were where pregnant women were initially like told, well, You're not going to get it. We're not going to give it to you. It's not approved. Um, they're now being fl- it's flipped completely on its head and it's being prioritized. Like I get there, there's a whole, um, you know, you can make a d- decision based on evidence and that does happen. But in Ontario, it doesn't feel like this particular decision was based on evidence, based on everything else that's happened in this rollout being completely random. It feels, um, it feels like someone on in the cabinet basically made this decision because um it it's just so everything else we have, every other example we have of decisions being made like this were not based on evidence. They were based on completely random whims of whoever is in that that particular position of power or influenced. um, and so there's every chance i'm I'm willing to believe that there's every chance that they looked at the da- data. Saw that pregnant women were, you know, one of the at risk group that should be prioritized higher. Um, But it does feel slightly weird. And like being somebody who has a hereditary um, disease that affects your respiratory system very strongly, um, it feels like that should be prioritized as well. And it's like, can I if I can get an op ed into the Toronto Star about cystic fibrosis patients? Am I going to be able to get cystic fibrosis patients on that list too? Like the same way that it happened for pregnant women? Is that a thing? Um, it's like, that's the weird thing to me is that it, it it's the time. So coincidentally with this, like, you know, whether there's data to back it up or not, it feels really weird and random to have this kind of thing happen. Um, so this is kind of how I've been feeling. I've been feeling just a lot more like frustrated with the audibles and the changes on the fly in this rollout. Um, and basically just ignoring the plan, like if 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 they've been following the plan perfectly, like day and day and day and every week, like a new thing, they will launch into a new sub phase of, of phase two or whatever it is. Um, and they had made this one change that like looking at available evidence, um, we see that the the benefits of um, prioritizing pregnant women outweigh the risks of of like the possible unknown side effects for pregnant women. Um, We're going to change course. If that had been their one course change on this, I would be like, great evidence based all that. I'm I'm on board with it, but it it just feels like a series of random events. And this just feels like one more random event. Um, I have no confidence in the decision making that this government has been doing over the last year plus. Like they've made they've made good decisions, but they've all made kind of random seat of your pants decisions. We talked last week about the um, closing down basically all outdoor amenities in ontario um including kind of adding a mild police state to um to being able to leave your house to be able to go for a drive or whatever um which was which has basically been turned around like the whole thing about restrictions being confusing is is bad enough in that like you know it seems like every week there's a new restriction put in place um but then when doug ford gives a tearful press conference unless you're unless you're reading everything that the the ford government puts out Unless you're reading, unless you're listening to every press conference they give, like, I don't know what restrictions I didn't, I didn't watch that press conference. I don't know what restrictions were changed, what restrictions were removed, what police powers were were revoked. And I'm not reading this legislation that's coming out week by week. Um, It feels like there's too much micromanaging of the pandemic. That's what it feels like. And it doesn't mean that I'm going to go out and do something unsafe. I don't have this rolling pandemic on me right now, but like it's rolling. Other people are having it right now. And you can see it because if you go outside, you can see people doing all kinds of random stuff. You can see people meeting in driveways when you're not supposed to. You can see people having people over when you're not supposed to. You can see giant groups of people out riding their bikes. I don't think these um, yesterday we saw people at the baseball diamond, which is supposedly closed. Like, I think closing a baseball diamond completely is nonsense. But I also think having a full baseball game where you're like high fiving and chest bumping is also a bad idea. Like both these things can be true at once. Um, we saw two people playing catch at the baseball diamond. It's like, that's not dangerous. That's not risky in any way. It was like a mother and daughter, uh, mother and son. Um, it's not risky. I don't know. The messaging is extremely unclear and the rollout of vaccines has been extremely random. And this has just been a rant episode now. Like this is, this is what what I knew was going to happen, um, when I started doing this. So it is what it is. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm just hoping that, you know, Monday or Tuesday that we get another move to the next phase of vaccinations. Um. the yeah I don't know what's happening right now with between between booking an appointment for a vaccine like when in early April when we booked appointments for Julia's mom and dad um, who are age-based and, and in that older age group that was getting Pfizer or Moderna in a mass vaccination clinic when we made those appointments it was like yes you're making this appointment on a, on a Tuesday and it's for a Thursday or it's for a Sunday or whatever it is Um, it feels like with Anything that we get, it's going to be like we are going to be eligible to pre register on a list to get an appointment at some point. um But I have no idea when. Like right now, they're booking out into mid May, which feels weird. Like, are they only pre registering to mid May? Are they booking appointments until mid May? It's just this whole collection of non transparent. This whole system is completely un- non transparent. And I have no idea what's going on. So even if they do move into phase 2C or whatever it is, the at risk people, um, yeah, even if they do that, like, what is the what's the actual system like what does it look like now it seems complete like the, the whole thing about booking an appointment versus pre-registering for an appointment like what's the difference between those things it's never been explained to me at least and again if if there's some clear explanation of this and you know about it as a listener i would love to he- to to get informed about it so please let me know at, at uh on twitter at rob atrell would love to hear about it because to me it's just The message is completely muddied and you lose part of your messaging and part of your adherence to messaging every time you go out there and say, you know, we're changing this, this and this again. Um, Anyways, that's all I want to say for now. Thank you very, very, very much for listening. If you made it this far, congratulations. Um, And I will talk to you next week. Bye.